Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is to get each and every one of us one step closer to our highest version of our aligned self. Today, our guest is Sochi Ketsali. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And let me just tell the listeners, we practiced that probably like 10 times and I'm still not saying it perfect. Can you please tell the listeners how to say your beautiful name and tell us a little bit about that richness and culture of your name? My name is pronounced correctly, Shochi Katsali, but you see? I go by <laughs> Sochi Katsali. It's just a little different. And a lot of people call me Sochi for short. I love it. And you're such a beautiful, vibrant woman. Can you tell the listeners a little bit? You gave us a bio and that will all be on our website so people can go and look. And also on the Instagram, we'll put some information. But tell us a little bit about all of these things that that you've been doing in short. And then we'll get into some really deep questions. Okay. Well, I grew up here and I've been opening up the ceremonies and healings that I've been learning for the past decade to the community the past few years. And before that, I was uh, learning with my teachers who are mostly based in Mexico and Guatemala, but I work in ceremony also here in the States with the Lakota people. And now I've just been offering in Eureka all different types of ceremonies from teachings from Mexico and Guatemala to visions that I've had in creating different types of uh, ceremonies for women and more traditional ceremonies from the sweat lodge to healing practices that I've developed through my teachings and through also visions. So would you consider yourself like a medicine healing woman? Because that's the vibe I'm getting from you. (laughs) (laughs) People may call me that, but I... I'm taught to not call myself that. That's how it goes. Right, right. And I'm just a person. Yeah. But I am walking that path. And my teachers are definitely medicine women. And they're that path of curanderismo, that healing arts from Mexico and Central America is what drives me and my dreams are in this way. And so... That's my path. So I'm just walking this red road, which is the Native American path with dedicated to ceremonies. And I'm still young. So I'm just... How old are you? I'm 32. Okay. Yeah, you're a baby. But there's (laughs) something... I mean, your energy 
I mean, you look 20, right? You're vibrant like a 20 year old, but there's something about your spirit and just through your eyes, like you look 90 it through your soul. Like, you know, that's just how I'm feeling. And for those listeners to kind of get an idea that there'll be pictures of you everywhere. So like they'll be able to see you, but that's kind of, I mean, how does that resonate with you? Yeah. And I'm told that all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. But I'm I have. I'm on it today. I'm on it. I, I, I talk, some of my practices are talking with my ancestors. Mm -hmm. And so I talk with my uh, great-great-grandmother the most, but I feel her come through me. And then I feel who I will be at 90 Mm -hmm. within me as well and alive. So it's like walking all of those parallel universes at the same time and then just like quantum jumping back and forth, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) For some of our listeners who might not know exactly how you came into this particular healing modality, I mean, not everyone is driven to do this and not everyone is born into this. So how did you start? waking up to that? Or was it something you learned at a young age and you were bred to do? I mean, can can you give us a little bit about that? Because it's a very interesting path that you've taken. Definitely. I was not brought into this path. My parents are not on this path. It's been in my dreams and it's been my yearnings in my early 20s. As a teenager, I didn't really think about these things. But in my early 20s, when I slowly started finding spirituality, when I was in uh, living in Europe and Asia, I was accessing this, these dreams and these places of Native American ceremonies and not knowing that I had a lot more Native American blood and Mexica blood, Aztec blood in me than I knew. And at the same time, I have a lot of white ancestors too. I'm very mixed. And yet they were waking me up. And so for what I call it is the grandmothers were waking me up and waking me up to this path. And I just was dreaming about ceremonies, how I could do this. I started living in a teepee with dreadlocks as a hippie off the land. And then I broke up with a boyfriend and had this strong vision I had to go to Mexico. And I was in Mexico for a year and everything changed. And it changed within that first two weeks. And I found that Red Road, which is, as I said, that Native American path and ceremony. And I found it... Everywhere I went in Mexico, and I traveled with a backpack everywhere, and I speak fluent Spanish, so it was one of my first travels as well, where it was easy to get to know the people and realizing it was they are my people and getting to know my culture. And so I got to be involved with all these ceremonies from sweat lodges. That first sweat lodge just was like, wow, I've been here before. This is not my first time, and I'll be back. And that kept happening. I kept going to more sweats. And then um, that actually, the end of that year, I ended up, well, in the middle of the year, I was sundancing. I, I supported a sundance. At the end of the year, I sundanced, which is a very intensive Lakota ceremony that was brought down to Mexico. And it's a four-day ceremony, fasting from food and water and dancing um, with a group of people in a contained space with the drum and these very old traditions. And just bringing me to that moment, something changed. It woke up. My ancestors woke me up even more. And from that moment on, I was committed to this path, yet I was floundering a bit because I didn't have any actual concrete teachers. Most of them were males who I could go to ask questions, but no grandmother energy. And I could feel it stirring within me but I was lost. And I wanted to share about a book series that uh, actually really 
helped me. And it was uh, Lynn Andrews, the author Lynn Andrews, who's she's a white woman from L.A. who accidentally fell in to work with a medicine woman of Canada. Accidentally or not accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in she accidents or coincidence. She wasn't necessarily looking for it. Right, but, right, um, right. She has this whole series. and What's the name I, of the series? I don't know if there's a name to the series. Okay, okay. But her name is Lynn Andrews, and I think her first book is called The Medicine Woman. And I think they started in the 80s. And uh, I know she does retreats and things like this nowadays, but all I needed was to read this, all these books. And it was about finding that self-confidence within myself. That's what I've lacked, and that's what I'm actually here to teach now. What I've gone through is finding that self-confidence that these visions and these yearnings to be this woman, it is me, and I am worthy of that. Mm -hmm. And it was a hard few years, and I had already been pushed into ceremony, yet I needed more. And so this book series helped me. And then afterwards, I, through the past few years, I've met many grandmothers who have become my teachers and my mentors. And I think two years ago, I was like laughing hysterically at myself thinking, wow, I've become basically this woman in this book without realizing it. I have all this grandmother energy around me. I have these teachers and just, I did that work to believe in myself and now it's come and I feel very blessed. What an amazing place to be. Thank you for that story. What a <laughs> great story. In our community, how are you working with your self-confidence and self-flow? Because I personally think that is the most important thing for specifically women mm -hmm. happening right now and in the last hundred years millions of years, but also for men too. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to feel confident because then we're not really swayed by others. We can really go into our guidance system. We can touch base because our guidance system is really our highest self. All of those desires are God energy coming through us to shift us and say, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. I mean, it's a cool guidance system mm -hmm. once you're confident enough to pay attention to it. So how do you do that for yourself and, and are you doing that with other people? Or My biggest advice is for friends that I know who are still they're in the 30s and they're still floundering at what they're supposed to be doing in life and they're asking like what am I here for and to me that question is really difficult on us as we get older what is my purpose and we want as spiritual humans on this path we want a higher purpose we want something more concrete than a profession but something really attaining to why they've been set here and Somehow I've known, since I started reading this book series and working on my confidence, I knew why yeah. I'm here. And it's Well, you just been tuned clearer. in. I, I tuned guess. In. Yeah, you but tuned in. But my friends in. have always said, my closest friend, she's like, you've always known. I was like, really? But okay. But I think it's about, for <laughs> <But> me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about finding, like mm -hmm. really finding why you're here and believing in it. And yeah, so just the woman's ceremonies I do. I feel like ask that of the woman. And if it's not physically in words during the ceremony, it's there in the work we're doing. And I also do some classes. I do a Nine Moons birth series. It's actually Ooh. a womb healing series. Last year was the first year. And it's uh, tweaked from last year. It will be starting in a few weeks, this year's session. And uh, last year, 
I thought it was for more women who were pregnant, but I've realized it's actually the pre-pregnancy stage. So it's for women mm. who want to give birth at some point and you could be 20 and not ready, but still want to do that work. Oh, I love that. I can also have women who are going through menopause because birth isn't just physically giving birth to a baby. It's giving birth to something new in their lives. Yeah. And so uh, I really feel like this oh, series... Oh, I feel that's so good. Thank you for mm-hmm. doing that. It feels so mm-hmm. good to hear you say that. This really dives deep into like why you're here and mm-hmm. uh, helps build your self-confidence. Side note, would you ever be interested in coming and teaching a class for me and my HHP students? Because that's right up my alley. I think so. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it after the podcast. I love teaching. It's still okay. new to me. It's- okay, let's talk about it because I think that's great. Do you mind sharing with the listeners who may not understand what ceremony is? Because we have listeners from all over mm-hmm. the world. And some people may not have a clue of what we're talking about. Would you explain to them kind of what that looks like and maybe take us through a, a couple of minutes of a visual journey of how you prepare for that, what that looks like, how people come together, just for fun, you mm-hmm. know, take us off on a little journey sure. for a couple minutes? First, I'll quickly just describe, you know, ceremony is a ritual. It's a place where you're pretty much praying to some form. That form can be that word God. It can be Mother Earth, Father Sky. It could be an actual more concrete name. Many religions actually have rituals, which a ceremony is a ritual. But what I'm talking about is Native American ceremonies. And Native Americans aren't actually just to the U.S. or and Canada. It also includes Mexico, Central America, and South America. All North American, South American are indigenous people, and we all perform ceremonies. And they're all very similar, and all these people walk the red road. Next Sunday, to celebrate the equinox, I'm going to be holding a Mayan fire ceremony. And I do this once a season to call in the new season. And I'll quickly describe how that begins. I need to dial in, tune in with you a little bit more because it sounds like you're doing some really cool stuff that I want to be a part of (laughs) being, you know, just sitting there and and listening. And Mayan fire ceremony is a ceremony. It's a fire with no wood. It's a two to four hour ceremony and it uses basically we're creating a mandala is one way to look at it or a torta a cake and we are making a cake for the spirits and so it consists of copal a lot of copal which is a resin from mexico and it's the most sacred uh, smudging medicine from central america and it consists of different forms of copal uh, candles are the main ingredient, actually. That's how it actually burns. But it also has sweet bread inside the fire. It has cookies. It has chocolate. Lots of chocolate. Oh my gosh, you're talking my language. Lots of chocolate. Okay. Dry okay. herbs. A personal ceremony, you would add eggs to it. Mm-hmm. Um, sugar. Sugar's the base. I use cedar here in the north because it consists more of a wood to just help that fire going. In Guatemala, they use a acote, which is a wood with resin on it. And there's cinnamon sticks, rose petals, many more ingredients, but it's creating this beautiful cake. We create it, and then we burn it. And As an offering. As an offering. Okay. It's an offering to the spirits. It's the offering to the ancestors building that fire, that ceremony. 
and the participants in a community ceremony are there watching and I can describe which ingredient, what it is and what it does, its name, and each ingredient can do different things. The cinnamon sticks are often used for limpias. I talk about that a lot. Limpias are, it's a cleansing or a smudging or a healing basically from Mexico, but uh, it's when you have certain negative feelings to even the beliefs of having negative spirits inside your body and you do Olympia. And so that cinnamon stick in this ceremony, you do your own Olympia across your body by just drawing it across your skin, across your arms, across your stomach, each leg, and then over your head. And you put a prayer into it and then you put it directly into the fire. So it picks up any of those negative energies and then we put it into the fire. And so we build this offering for the spirits. And yet, at the same time, it creates a portal for the spirits and ancestors to come and communicate with us. I'm not someone with the gifts who hears spirits, like, in my ear. <laughs> I think or that would be, yeah, that would be too much It me. would be too much. Yeah. I still yearn for it. Oh, bless be you. Be careful what you ask for, honey. <laughs> but know. yes, go I for know. it. It might come one day. I yes. Definitely don't see spirits. I don't want that gift. But uh, I do feel things. And so I feel like, oh, my grandmother's saying this to me right now. And so that's what, as myself, who's... Another fun word, and I don't even pronounce it right, but it's akik, and it's uh, basically, it's English translation could be a Mayan shaman. It's basically a per person in the Mayan culture, well, not necessarily in the Mayan culture, that uh, performs these ceremonies. And so they, they, we learn how to read the fire and divine it. So it's a divination ceremony. So I watch how things burn. I watch how the flames move when it's a personal ceremony. We take an egg, I'll take an egg and rub it over someone's body and then put it into the fire and it will crack and I'll read the movements of the cracks. I can also do this with tobacco. And yet, would I say I can do all this? You know, I'm- You've learned I'm, how I've to, learned how. these traditions. Exactly. They've been passed to you for- Exactly. Yeah. And- um, Just education. Yeah. This ceremony continues- as I divine, as the participants. Some people are very intuitive and they hear things and they'll share with us at the end or with me. There's singing involved. There's even dancing at some point. And as we are offering the ceremony, we go through the Mayan calendar. But it's basically the Mayan calendar is so important in the culture that it revolves around the ceremony. And it's just calling in the Nawales, the spirits of the calendar, as we proceed with the ceremony. That is so cool. You have just opened so many questions up for me. So I want to talk about it because I've not had a guest on like you. We've had plenty of different healers and, you know, allopathic world and naturopathic world. We've had musicians, you know, artists, someone to be knowledgeable in this aspect. I, I'd like to ask what your culture and your experience is. So my father, and I'm probably need to get this 100% correct because it's been happening for so long, does cinnamon stick burning. It's like every Tuesday, every Friday. I mean, this is anytime I go home, but he's been doing this for like 40 some odd years. Mm -hmm. Every time I go home, it's like, here's your egg on Friday. Like, you know, you've got to put rub your egg, you put it in the fireplace. You know, he has his particular routines. And I think there's something about a lemon too. Mm -hmm. And then the scissors under the bed. And then if, you know, if you've had a rough night of sleeping or dreaming, like he's got, I mean, he, boom, boom, ritual, routine. I mean, for every single thing. And if there's ever anything that's not going well in our world, he's calling my Aunt Maria. 
And then she's got, you know, of things that we have to do. And it works. Whether it is, I mean, going to a neuroplasticity, neurofeedback loop of NLPing, you think something else is taking mm-hmm. care of it. You know that the universe, I mean, it's really like finding you into full alignment of like the universe is taking care of that. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's like, like that fresh breath that just opens up and that people can't explain it in that way. But can you tell me about the cultures that you've been working with, practicing, learning, and being educated by? Are there other ones or what are those? <laughs> well, you know, tell me about those. Well, what do you think? Because well, my dad's cool. It's very cool. Your dad sounds <laughs> I mean, he's solid. amazing. Oh, he is solid. Yeah. Just that's the world of curanderismo. And that's that world of really the Mexican yeah. uh, healing arts. And I've trained some in it with different teachings, but more so in the Mayan world. And okay. so we use the egg, we use different tools, and I know about doing things under at different times, but that's more strictly in uh, curanderismo in Mexico. And uh, so I don't practice the timing, the times, because I know at noon you should do so such. I haven't used the lemon before, but know about it. I know that the egg is used because it uh, comes from a live being. Mm-hmm. So it's used as a sacrifice because it's used so much in the Aztec culture history. And I was just in Mexico at the pyramids and they talk about it all the time. And they don't understand that these weren't necessarily sacrifices. They were offerings. Offerings. I like that and word so, better as well. Yeah. Yes, people gave up their lives, but they were offering their lives up for, so that the other people could live. And so this egg is a symbol because it's live. It comes from a chicken. So it's an actual, represents that live object. And so that's why you use it to cleanse yourself. And it's used as that offering. And then you cleanse it and it takes, absorbs all those energies. And then you, in some Mexican curanderismo, you crack it in water and you read how the yolk forms. I know that sometimes it can be cracked and it magically appears as a hard-boiled egg. I've never seen that, but it's just amazing. This world of curanderismo is magic, pure magic. I just, as a child, was mostly interested in magic. I was running out in the forest all the time calling the fairies. And as an adult, I found that world and it's in this healing world of curanderismo. I love that. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. I, you know, it's just so common for that all to kind of happen with my family. But now that I'm actually interested, and not that I haven't been many times before, because I usually call on it whenever I need it mm-hmm. instead of when I don't need it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what was that? Why are we doing that? So I should probably tune in with my family on all of those kind of things. And so they're all about lighting the candles at a certain time, mm-hmm. and you have to keep one burning if you're wanting somebody to heal and like all that stuff. It's like just such a beautiful tradition, you know, and it's believing in something, believing in higher powers and whatever that be. I think that that right there is where the magic is for me, is that if when you believe that there is something above you that is taking care of you that you can talk to, I mean, how healthy and healing is that? It is. So much better than feeling alone. When we go to church every Sunday, it's in the sweat lodge. It's just different. Yeah. But it's about calling, as you said, upon that higher power mm-hmm. upon God and uh, he has so many names yeah but just believing you're not alone and then adding to that in this ceremony world I've just seen magic just people heal from from all kinds of things that you did not think were possible 
It's all energy. It's all frequency. The moment you decide that you can be healed, you are. I mean, I know this from personal accounts within myself. Put that to test way too many times. (laughs) I had a serious ego when I was younger and I'd be like, bring it on. You know, and then I'm like, okay, wait. So I've I've totally attested that being extremely true and so valuable. Thank you for being on. I just love you. We're going to probably take a quick little break to give a shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. We love it here at the office and you will too. We'll talk to you in just a few minutes. We live in a world full of toxins and impurities. Our bodies are working overtime on a daily basis in order to counteract and release some of this buildup. At Vital Flow Cleansing Center, there are a variety of therapeutic services to help cleanse the body of some of the toxins it has accumulated throughout everyday life. Vital Flow Cleansing Center, specializing in colon hydrotherapy, electrolymphatic drainage, ionic foot spas, and cleansing coaching. Located in downtown Arcata, available online at vitalflowcleansing.com or call 707-498-9169. Vital Flow Cleansing Center, helping create a cleaner, clearer, lighter you. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) Chocolate, rose water, we got into a whole bunch of different little things that I would love to share with our listening audience. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Olympias that I offer. And that a simple Olympia, as I said, is cleansing in the Mexican tradition. And uh, it's just a smudging with copal, using maybe a rattle over the body to alcohol sprayed on your face is that more dramatic technique. And that's for bringing a spirit that's in your body and taking it out of you to using plants across your body. So it just, that limpia is that very, it's about 15 minute technique. Just if you're feeling really tense, like there's all this negativity around you in your life to heavy spirits maybe entering your body, you can use Olympia. But what I really wanted to talk about is using that limpia technique. And it's a vision that I had and it's taking aspects of curanderismo from Mexico and Guatemala to also the States. And so what it is, is clients who ask for this, they'll come to my yurt studio in Eureka, and we'll talk about it, we'll sit down, start a prayer that walks around the medicine wheel and honors the four directions, and we light candles. We start in the east and smoke tobacco, and then we walk to each direction call in our ancestors and light a candle. In each altar, each direction, I have a lot of animal skins and animal things, and it's this fun world for me once the animal passes on that I get to use their skins or their teeth or any part of their bodies to use in healing, and that's seen in my artwork that I sell. But more so in this uh, healing, I get to use these full hides So after we complete walking around the medicine wheel and calling in the ancestors, the client will get up on the table where I have a full wolf pelt. (gasps) You are kidding me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm coming to visit you as soon as possible. When I saw this vision of how I was going to hold this practice, it was a bear because I'm, that's my medicine. I'm that bear. 
but it's not what wanted to come in. And so I see that clearly that the wolf is, there's so many women, especially who come to me, who are on that path of really discovering who they are and are teachers. They have that ability to teach and to help others. And so that wolf can do that. So they'll lie down on that wolf for a few minutes and then they will have picked a few different animals off the altars and they'll come up onto the bodies uh, through the session. And so, for example, my sweet friend wanted to use the beaver pelt. And when uh, I present it to the four directions before it comes, and as I'm doing that, that spirit truly starts to awaken in that hide. And as it starts to come onto the body, what I mean is just, I don't just set it on the body. Each animal tells me what to do. And so that beaver crawled up her legs and onto her womb. And it just, it's just a simple hide. But I saw the mm -hmm. beaver come alive and it went to sit on her womb to really do some healing work around her womb. It's really powerful healing for those who are a little intuitive or gifted because they can feel that. Yeah, of course. And for those who aren't, who haven't uh, developed those gifts, it's also powerful because some people have never had these real hides, have never touched a real hide or lied on a wolf. <laughs> I'm sure this. many people haven't. We use these different hides and then there's wings, wings from different animals. And then I use uh, plant bundles for smudging and for the limpia. And then there's some sound and voice and rattles incorporated as well. And it's really an intuitive practice using the techniques, using curanderismo, but the techniques from Mexico and Guatemala, and just uh, clearing the body of negativity. And this is what I've had most people coming to me in the past few months, or winter I take off, but we're out of winter now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's just a really fun experience, even if you don't feel something huge, because you might feel that later on, but it's just getting to know these animals. And so you, you're offering it locally? Yes. Okay, I'm coming to visit you. <laughs> I've been wrapped up in a buffalo hide. It was By Nicole. buffalo. Yeah. Yes. Fully embraced, yeah. which was crazy incredible. And then she did all this rattling. And I remember go, what I my intention for the session was. And I just felt so amazing that it just basically cleared and I couldn't remember anything after that. But now that I look back, it's been a couple years. And yeah, whatever I went to her for and whatever I was like setting that intention, whatever space we were cultivating and creating, you know, totally shifted. And it just felt so amazing to be taken care mm -hmm. of like that. And it's a different feeling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I love blankets. But that was like just a different feeling completely on a yeah. whole nother level. And I like that you said, if you're intuitive, if you're emotional, if you're, you have those kind of world frequencies that you can tap into, it's, it's even different, you know, it's even more so yeah. that way. So, but anyone can benefit from that. Yes. Right. And just it's really, if you taking just time for the person, so feel you need a cleansing, mm -hmm. you feel like murky energy, you've been depressed, you feel like you've been stressed, you feel like you've gone through, especially for healers. I have a lot of healers. Yeah, of course. Who we do trades with as well, who come because they pick up other people's energies and they need that cleansing. Yeah. So 
And it's all about alignment, which is what our podcast is about, right? It's about being in alignment. All of those things that you mentioned to me from the frequency that I'm focusing on is that that just means that you're out of alignment. You know, maybe you have been working with a particular, and this is just my take on it. You Mm -hmm. can, I'd love to hear yours. But if you're working with a particular clientele group for a long enough time, not only are you going to pick up those energies in other terms, but you're going to vibrate on that particular frequency because you have to go there in order to solve that problem. So that's kind of what takes you out of your pure alignment. So these kind of things that you're offering to the community, they can help a person get back into full alignment by taking time for themselves, just being present. You're so vibrant. You're obviously doing what's right for you in your alignment. How do you take care of yourself? Working on multiple levels here. Your physical, mm-hmm. spiritual, emotional, psychological, you're all of them. So how are you doing all of that? It's hard. It's no joke. It is. And yet I definitely think I lack it at certain points. I do eat healthy and that's a big pointer. One of my daily rituals, and I haven't been practicing it since it's been winter, but in my yurt studio, I light a candle every day and call in my ancestors and talk to the Nawal, the spirit of the day in the Mayan calendar. And this is pretty much my main daily ritual. And again, I haven't been able to do it since it's so cold. And yet I need to get back into that. And it really helps me connect to the energies of the day. I think it's because I do sweats, sweat lodges. Um, Ooh, tell us about that real quick (laughs) before we, for someone who doesn't know what a sweat lodge is and what that entails, can you tell the listeners? A sweat lodge is... If you know what a sauna is, it's very similar to a sauna. And basically a sweat lodge is, in our traditions, built out of willow structure, and then we cover it with blankets. You could call it intensive, and yet it's not that intensive ceremony, and it ranges from two to three plus hours, and you're inside this little... It's hot. I can't say if it's hot or not because we use rocks that have been in a fire for two hours and we bring them into the lodge with deer antlers. And those rocks uh, are volcanic. And the ones we have are from Mount Shasta and we call them the grandfathers. And they sometimes heat up really well and sometimes they don't. And they're, these volcanic rocks are thousands of years old. And so they hold all those teachings and they have that spirit. And so they really guide the ceremony. And so if it's, they decide it's not going to be a hot lodge, it won't be. (laughs) But sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. But um, you're never trapped in in a sweat lodge. If you get too hot, you let the person running the lodge know and we open it up. And there's a certain way that you go into Mm -hmm. and then come out of. And it's a huge ceremony. It's It's, beautiful. and The sweat is actually done in so many traditions. What's the purpose of the sweat? It's to purify. I know. It's to cleanse. Okay. And so you're you're purging out, you know, toxins out of the body on a Mm -hmm. physiological aspect and then on more of a spiritual, mental, if you need that emotionally, like you're clearing out negative toxic thoughts or what be and definitely and, it's hard to not yeah clear out those emotional yeah and that's why it's such an amazing ceremony because it works on the physical emotional and spiritual at the same time mm-hmm. and I think doing that each month is what helps me really just purify do you do it specifically on new moon or full moon or is there a specific date and time that you're doing not it with or? our group I do women's sweats about once a season 
And I try to do it near the full moon if possible, but uh, we do it in the Lakota tradition. But there's all the different tribes and nations here in the U.S. down to South America run a sweat lodge differently. But it's Mm -hmm. all that basic ceremony of sweating out those impurities that we pick up each month. I love it. I want to be a part of that too. (laughs) There's so many things that I just love about you. I hope that we stay connected after the Mm -hmm. podcast because we could be pretty, yeah, you offer so many things that are just really exciting for our community and something I've been wanting to tap into for a really long time. Chelsea's over here shaking her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll come to those. One of the last questions I have for you today is, So what are some self-care routines or rituals that you would suggest from your line of work or from your creative education outlet that you could suggest to people to get them there, right? I mean, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, we've talked about this many times, but what are some things to get them there? I think one basic one, (laughs) basic one is, and I do try to do this every day and yet... I'm not perfect, <laughs> so but it's smudging yourself. And so it's okay. basically from sage, cedar, sweetgrass are the main medicines we use here, the people use here, but there's many more. And then copal is used down south. And a friend described to me, he asked, like, do you bathe every day? Do you take a shower every day? Well, then why wouldn't you smudge yourself every day? Because that's what it is. It's a bath. It's uh, cleansing yourself. And so you could do that at the end of the day or before the day starts to just really prepare your day. And I think that's the most simple. Yeah, we have sage bundles and sweetgrass like all over this office, all over my house. And I love going to Mount Shasta. You spoke about that, but I love going there to the mineral springs. There's something Mm -hmm. about hot springs and cleansing and Mm -hmm. it's so purifying. And I don't know if anyone in in the podcast has mentioned that before. So this is new for the listeners. It's not for all of us because we do it. But thank you for bringing that mm-hmm. to attention because listeners need to know. That's the other thing my dad does. He's, there's a certain day he does that too. <laughs> and a baby arm bundle of sage and he's just like smoking the house out, you know. And then he walks around <laughs> each of us and my mom's like, okay, stand still. You know, like it's, it's like it's on a regular basis. It, it happens all the time. Thank you for mentioning that because I need mm. to probably – incorporate that just a little bit more into my regular life. I do so many other things, but that's one I've kind of set aside. It has been a pleasure speaking with you, and I'm sure that we could talk about so many more things. Before you leave, what we do at the end of the podcast is we actually pull a card that is from the Wisdom for Healing card, and we just choose one that kind of vibrates with our topic and we can do it in multiple ways. I'm going to do that for us today because I think you're going to be better at the singing bowl. So you can tap the singing bowl. I'll pull a card for us. Oh, you know, hold the bottom. That's it. (laughs) That one was really good. Okay, so... So we got two. Choose to heal. So good. These are waves and they're hitting a rock and it's a beautiful card actually. It's all these colors of turquoise and and maybe this is one for me specifically because I'm living in the higher heart chakra right now with all the turquoise happening. But it says today's lesson. You want to know it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Today's lesson. This is a day to reflect on troubling emotions and transforming them in a positive way. Identify one unresolved 
area of anger or hurt and ask yourself why it is still not at peace. And then Kundalini that right up on out of you. It doesn't say that, but that's what we're going to do. Focus on how much power you lose to negative feelings. Your goal is to realize you stay angry when you choose not to heal, right? That is so good. Yeah. Do you feel like it resonates in any way with what's going on with our podcast today? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See, we're a little hesitant to do this part, but I'm telling you, it's right on every Mm -hmm. single time. Mm -hmm. And the other one is recognize your first thought. Today's lesson, this is a day of intuitive practice where you can acknowledge your first thought is your best thought and usually corresponds to the clearest intuitive voice. Your goal is to pay attention to your intuition. That's powerful though, because we do give energy. And if it's like this negative thought that keeps percolating, like, yeah, stop doing that, right? (laughs) So before we let you go on your way, can you share it with any listener what kind of re- outreach that we can do for you. So if we're trying to connect with you, is there a web page? Is there a Facebook? Mm-hmm. Is there some kind of social media platform that you would suggest us to go to to call you so we can get on your table with the deer skin? If you live locally in Humboldt County, you can add me as your friend on Facebook. Even if we don't have any common friends, I'll add you if you're local. That's so Chica Sally on <laughs> Facebook. So that'll be fun to spell. It's X O C H I. Second word is Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L-L-I. And I have my webpage, which is SochiKitsali.com. It's www.sochi, X-O-C-H-I, Kitsali, K-E-T-Z-A-L-L-I.com. And the donations, because a lot of the work I do is by donation. Some things have prices. It's all just information about what is being offered from the community ceremonies to the personal ceremonies to the healings to even my artwork. There's a link for my artwork that I make and sell and that's how I make living. And uh, you could also see my artwork at Spirit Medicines on Etsy. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Well, that's a a lot of great outlets and we'll have all of those on our website as well as our social media platforms so people can reach out and they can spell your beautiful name correctly (laughs) because Lord knows that one's a tough one. So I want to thank you so much for making time to show up today and encourage other people to get one step closer to their highest self because that's what you're doing every single day of your life on Mm -hmm. the red path. And so thank you for giving us a little look into, you know, a little peek into what that looks like for you. So thank you. And for you, listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day. And let's try to make this your very best life ever. This episode has been brought to you by a cosmic flower.